Welcome to a post-derby edition of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. I am Mike Adolfo, and I, what was that? That was weak sauce. Try that again. The it's, a beer, it's a beer glass. No. It is a full beer glass. I will not apologize. It I, was weak. I'm was... off of the brown. Um, Megan, can you give us a clink, please? Megan, can you do better than that? Just we. Uh, uh, there it is. Thank oh, you. All right. That was pretty good. Not going to lie. It was a candle and a glass of water. So that's. <laughs> I, am, uh, I am Mike Gandolfo, and I'm joined by my two dear friends, Miss Megan Devine that's and me. Mr. Louis Rabot. Yo, yo. Which uh, we had a lot of fun last weekend, uh, hanging out, doing some doing some shows for ESPN Radio here locally, and uh, hopefully yep. at the track. At the track, and uh, for the most part, I think the I think the crowds were a little bit lower than I expected, but um, still good crowds, and it was fun to see everybody out there. I know uh, one section when I was over there about three o'clock ran out of vodka, which is very <laughs> interesting. So it's on brand. It's, all, it's you know? that uh, that all-inclusive package yeah i mean uh, there was definitely uh, you know when they did it last year um and the crowds were smaller but there was still it was crowded right there's right. just no yeah. infield and stuff like that i didn't think the all-inclusive got out of control mm. uh, this year it was definitely a little bit more of a <laughs> yeah i got vomited on 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 thurby not on any of the <laughs> all-inclusive days so that's different yeah, yeah i agree i agree were... thurby was an all-inclusive day there's there was not no it was like twelve dollar okay. drinks and I still got vomited on so there you go. Well, right. and they not for nothing, but they really got to separate the people that work at the track and the people that are just going to the track because they parked everybody in the stadium and then put them on the same buses. So every yep. time we were on the shuttle, somebody was vomiting or trying to start a fight in line. And everybody that had been there so late, myself included, for hours and hours and hours was like, come on, man, I just want to go home. Right. Yeah, uh, and, and then and rough. of course they've they've done that in the past where they've separated us out with different buses and different parts of the parking lot. They but, should. They did not yeah. this year. No, they did not. And we got uh Louie and I got caught in the uh post oh, oh. like waited for like an hour to get back. Yeah. So you know like first first world problems right you know we're, we're still so. very lucky to kind of do it and it was a lot of fun and you know i i, I want to start with the oaks because you know i just no, thought it was no people tune in for the derby talk about the derby no, wayne Lucas, wait i man. love the derby though and also she's going to the preakness which we need to break that news too yes we we know the derby winner is not going to be going to the preakness rich strike yep. is going to forego the preakness um, As he should. I agree with that. By the way, that's the best decision for the horse. Like at that, at the end of the day, that horse has got a much better shot of showing up in the Belmont than he has to show. I don't think up he wins the, the Belmont Preakness. either. I think he, he probably wins doesn't. West, I think he wins the West Virginia Derby. I think that's the next race that horse wins. But the Ohio Derby. I think he never wins again. If he's respectable, or that. that, if he's respectable in the Belmont, it could do a lot more for he him than anything be. else. All right, you there you go. You won't be respectable. <laughs> no. All right, we'll talk about so. The anyways, derby first. secret oath. <laughs> secret oath. Which one are we gonna do? Oaks or Derby? Oaks. Oaks happen it. first chronologically. Right. Let's go there. Ladies okay. first. Right. Okay. No, and okay. not only that, just the just the whole way that day unfolded, where right before the deadline, uh, Wayne Lucas scratches his Derby horse, 
Rich Strike gets in that morning. Mm-hmm. Wayne Lucas goes on to win the Oaks at 86 years old, the first one in 32 oh, years, hadn't won since 1990, and gives like just one of the all time great horse racing podcasts or not podcasts, but uh, press conferences. Post race, yeah. Post race. Yeah. When usually these trainers are so dry, it's like just so boring. And, uh, mm-hmm. and he was not afraid to take the stage and he's like, you know, remove his filter and let's go. <laughs> it was great. So I think, I think it, that's happened more and more as he's continued to age. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was happy for, uh, Louis Sias rode the horse, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. because he, you know, he kind of got screwed with the whole maximum security deal and he's been around for a while and he's a really good rider and has won plenty of other stakes races before. And, you know, some breeders cup races and, and whatnot. And, and even the Belmont stakes, uh, last year, but yeah, I mean, he, I thought he deserved that one. And so I was happy to see him get it as he picked up secret oath, you know, for the first time, this is his first time riding, I believe, or at least first time in a while because Contreras had the ride. But, um, yeah, we talked about it on the show. I just, I, Kathleen always like a toss for me and she finished nowhere. And I thought body type wise, a horse more like shots fired at Louis. or like okay. best would be, more applicable to the Churchill down surface. And I, I was not wrong. So I was not wrong. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to bet the last race at Churchill Downs. I'm sorry. Were you saying something <laughs> about the Oaks? Oh my God. Um, I was just saying that I was right. And oh wrong. yeah. No, I had a, I had a horrific weekend <laughs> on the biggest races, but I, uh, I did a full calculation. I ended up $117 up on the weekend. I will take there you it. Go. Okay. I will take I, it. I was yeah. actually saying I that to someone. It. Like if you're gonna make money on those days, yeah. you make money early, right? I agree. Oh, absolutely. And, yep. Yeah. And, well, yeah, uh, they get pretty chalky. We saw that. There's a lot of favorites can, that yeah. won. Yeah, eighty to yeah. one, very chalky. <laughs> well, I mean, minus that accident, but that but, yeah, accident. But... It. Listen. Well, first off, and I have a, I do have a take. Um, get out of Big Fudge's way, people. Is on the street on the on the. Show okay. Street. Now we're talking about the wrong horse, who was the most impactful horse in the derby because Epicenter. no summer's tomorrow is the one is only reason why strike rich uh rich strike whatever it is won that race is because of summer is tomorrow right, right. if summer yeah. is tomorrow is not in that race rich strike does not win the derby a hundred percent this was more like when we had before the point system because the point system has made it so we don't have those early rabbits essentially like we did when you had the money earning system getting in because then you had some sprinters that took their shot trying to stretch out whatever right sure. and and so this race kind of was was what we kind of saw before. And there have been plenty of, uh, Those deep derbies, I back think, in that the day. Have been, Oh yeah. Yeah. I think there have been plenty of derbies that were quote unquote spoiled, right. The horses that maybe should have won the derby, but didn't. And then went on to win other triple crown races or became champion horses or whatever in their field. But, um, yeah, well, really before the two of you all, like before the two of you all probably even started paying attention, uh, before Fusiachi Pegasus, the favorite never won the derby. And it right. almost was the exact same scenario of what we saw happen on on. Saturday. I, I mean, to be fair, everyone complains about chalk fest. It, it, by the way, horse racing people are the bottom of sports people because if if the best horses win, it's a chalk fest, and if the eighty right. to one comes in, it's too unpredictable. It's so like just shut up. Like either get in or get out. Just shut up. I'm just <laughs> tired of all you people. Um, I, you know, so <clears throat> since two thousand five, we've had four horses win at fifty to one or longer. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that this is chalk race and the point system's ruining it. Get out of here. Just go away. Just be done. I mean, just go away. Yeah. Literally go away. Spend your money on, I don't care, Baccarat. Just go away. Oh, we got it, two. I, I thought Megan was going to be salty. Louie is salty today. No, I just he can't deal with these. I haven't even poured my salt yet. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I'm so yeah. tired of, of betters complaining. Like Chris Felica gets on the bear from ESPN or NBC or whatever, whatever the hell he's doing these days and um, squinting and being angry. And, you know, I just, I'm a, I'm a little tired of, I'm never betting the Derby. Well, why didn't you say that after Country House? Why didn't you say that after Giacomo? Why didn't you say that after Mind That Bird? Get the bleep out of here. Man, I almost went explosive. Go, someone else talk. Oh, well, listen, I, I, I'm going to go even further with the Summers Tomorrow part because at the, the point in the race, you know, we all saw the great move that uh, Sonny Leon made uh, around um, Messier. Okay. There's another, them, yeah. there's another great move as he's going into that third turn to kind of go in the middle of the track. And then that's when Summer Tomorrow is dropping. And when Summer Tomorrow is dropping, he basically cleared the rail for yeah. Strike to just right. take that rail shot and go. I mean, it was almost like 100%. he set the pace and then he's like, here, let me run block on all these other horses so that you can just have this gap. <laughs> and then that set up the move on Messier. And it was a great ride. And uh, it, it is a kind of a neat story. I mean, I don't know much about it. I mean, I, I don't know if it's good that it. I, I love that Wayne on Friday talked about the most hardest thing to predict about the Derby is the 20 horse field. That's the hardest thing right. to navigate. And he made the comment that five jockeys should be in the hall of fame and five should be bagging groceries. I'm pretty sure he was talking about Sonny there should be bagging groceries. I and mean, he came from Beltera Park, Belterra Park the day before where he was over right. five. Yeah. Right. So, well, this is his know. first, this was Sonny Leone's first, first uh, graded stakes win. Yeah. And I will say, I so I I think it was a great ride by him. Truly, I do. I mean, that's the maneuvering that he was able to do and just reading, like you said, kind of the other horses that were slowing down and, and just getting into those spots, going on the rail. I mean, there was a lot to that ride. And so I, I thought it was a fabulous ride. I'm very happy for the jockey. I'm happy for the horse. I think he did a, a good job. He was really brave and... I mean, outright oh, aggressive, yeah. which is what you saw in the post parade too, which that's a whole nother thing. I don't want to hear it with the whole outrider situation because I agree. until We're you, until you've been it. on a horse yeah. and you've been in that situation, don't even, and at me all day long, I will. Well, somebody <laughs> who's in you, the rodeo you says, you know, yeah, no, uh-uh. no. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I, um, I'm not really too excited for the rest of the connections. I mean, I, I'm, it came out, I think ESPN was the first one to kind of break it, that uh, Eric Reed has been active on Twitter. And whatever you feel about politics, whether it's, you know, left, right, center, I don't care. But the derogatory comments towards Kamala Harris as a woman and implying that she got her position because she performed sexual favors, which is essentially what he was saying, is BS. And sit down. I mean, it's just, it's disgusting behavior from somebody that I think is low class and I don't care that you won the Derby and you know what? He's had a lot of bad stuff happen to him. He had the whole barn fire fire. of horses that happened. There was an accident. He lost a grandson. I don't know, whatever, but behave like a human being. And I'm, I'm not in, I don't buy this fairy tale story anymore. And not, not for nothing. Not only did he not apologize when it was brought to his attention that they had he, found this. He said he didn't he, remember doing it. 
didn't remember doing it or that he hadn't seen it and then just went on to say that he's doing the right thing for the horse, whatever, that he's just taking care of him, blah, 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 blah. You know what? He's not going to the Preakness. One, because his horse isn't going to win. He has no shot of probably ever winning again, but definitely not winning the Preakness or the Belmont Stakes. And two, because he doesn't want to be asked about it. That's why. This is a total mm. PR move by him. And I, I just, you know what? Go hide in the shadows because that's where you belong. Apparently from a family of horsemen and has been doing that his whole life, this, that, and the other. Really? Well, then uh, I just have a question of why he doesn't want to buy photos from a family of photographers who spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to take pictures of your horse and to cover the Derby day from Cody photography. And they got a big problem doing that. He wants them to essentially give the photo to his friend so he can buy the photos and his friend can print them who he's not set up to do at all, which isn't, isn't a thing. And this guy is not a, a licensed trademark person that can do any of that. And I just think he's cheap. I think it's, it's low class. And I'm just not here for it. I'm not here for any of it, whether it's my personal take on the whole photography thing, which is BS, or the take from a feminist that you don't go around saying that stuff. This is somebody's daughter. This is somebody's mother. This is somebody's sister. This is, I mean, just be a human being. Yeah, wife. Exactly. Sit down. Go back to the shadows that you came from and stay there. I'll tell you right now, when I win the Derby, I'm going to be spend all kinds of my Cody photography. You won't be able to stop me. It's not about that though. It's like, you want to talk about the little guy, like, right. Oh, we're the little guy, this, that, and the other. Now we're on the big stage. How about a family that's been in business for 60 years and started off at little tracks and now they get their opportunity too. You're going to take that away from them. Go home, go home. Salty Megan. I'm out of here. I need a hashtag salty Megan. Where's JD when we need him? JD, we miss you. Just, you need to know that. So on an aeroplane, he's on an aeroplane. (laughs) Also, well, I, not for I, nothing, I, Epicenter was the best horse in the race. He still I, stayed up with those fractions. I mean, he by far, I said it on the live show, and I will say it again. If there was any horse that had a chance of winning the Triple Crown this year, it's Epicenter and nobody else. He will win the Preakness. He will hopefully win the Belmont. I mean, that's a tough one to do, but he was a 1,000% the best horse in the race. If summer is tomorrow is not in the race, I think Messier wins. I think Epicenter wins. Interesting. I think Jack Christopher wins the Preakness. Let's keep going. Oh, oh, <laughs> all right. All right. You know what? That's actually a solid take. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, there's something about that horse. I think he'll be the most talented horse in the field. I get it two turns, but um, I, I love the mile warm up for him and going into the Preakness. I don't. By the way, I, I didn't mean to totally mile though. I mean, I can think we just say that maybe? Yeah, her. but that 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 mile field is going to be loaded, so I, I won't go there yet because right. I don't no, know exactly I think who's going to be there. But. But at yeah. the Preakness, he's probably the best horse. Yeah, we're looking at a Preakness field without a Derby winner. That might be one of the strongest Preakness fields we've had in it's a long a, time. It's like, gonna be is, good. It's gonna be there's, good. There's five or six horses in this Preakness field that are you know legit contenders, and we don't normally get that lately. And including a Philly, by the way. I mean, no, we should be right. I see the negativity online because Rich Strike is epicenter. Going. It's Secret Oath, and then everybody else. Jack Christopher, no. I mean, is he officially in the field? I, I saw. Let me do the old Twitter double check, but I, I I've heard that okay. they're they're shipping him. Okay. I don't know. Let me look. Is Zandon gonna run? You're gonna know on that? No, no he's, he's gonna go to the Belmont. I told you that. I said right, but is he, he's track. running. So are you surprised he's gonna run the Preakness? Would I be surprised that Zandon was? I thought run the he Preakness? was running in the yes. Preakness. Well, I, I thought we were understood that he was. Him and Simplification are both running the Preakness. Is what I thought. Oh, I saw Epicenter. 
is running the Preakness and simplification and secret. We'll know more next week when we have the show. That's true. That's true. Right now, it's just all speculation. Uh, Okay. I guess he's likely to to target the Woody Stevens on the undercard on Belmont Stake Stage at Christopher's. Which is a mile, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that horse is your champion. I mean, he's he's going to be the problem. The problem is you're he's going to have to go to the sprint in the Breeders' Cup because the Breeders' Cup mile at Keeneland is two turns, man. And do do you do the two turn mile? That's solid. No, I mean that's that's probably something they'll figure out this summer at Saratoga. Okay, that's fair too. Okay, they got that shoot now. They got a one mile shoot at Saratoga. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the other undercard stars uh, beyond Jack Christopher. There were a I mean, bunch, which there is were, one of the best I, things about that weekend for sure. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I, you know, to me, Jackie's Warrior, yeah, is establishing himself as probably the premier dirt horse in America right now. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. Again, yeah. don't know what happened. Breeders' uh, <laughs> Cup day, every ticket I had relied on him, <laughs> and he did not show up for me. Yeah, whatever, it's fine. Uh, but I still think he is a super talented horse and you can't argue. I saw him talking to the channel maker beforehand and they, they had something going there. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, listen, Megan's here. She's betting on you. Mm -hmm. Can Mm -hmm. you come in second? Right. Uh, He's, uh, he's very aerodynamic, both him and epicenter. (laughs) When, uh, assistant trainer, Scott Blasey was walking epicenter around the shed row. I was like, where's the rest of epicenter's tail? If you look, he has a really, really short tail. And when they bought him as a, a yearling or a two-year-old, they had, which is not uncommon, like tail extensions just to make it look pretty, right? And we use them in the show horse world all the time. So it's not a big deal. But then, so you buy the horse, and then all of a sudden you get to it there. And the horse has this tiny little tail that does nothing. And I was like, what is going on? And he was like, you know, this is the second horse that we bought like this. And I said, who was the first? He said, Jackie's Warrior. Oh, so both very aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Less flopping of hair. There you are. I think American Pharaoh had a short tail too, because Mr. Z ate it off. Isn't that true? I, I remember doing a few. I kind of remember that. Yeah. That right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then there you go. I think we're seeing a budding star though in that for that claim in uh, in a horse that could definitely be a contender in the in the classic. And I would just I'm guessing he's going to run the Stephen Foster, but I'm not sure. Olympiad looked amazing. I agree. Yeah, he's the he's the one who. On the male side, to me, we knew about Jackie's Warrior. He, we knew if he could regain that form, that he was going right. to be a part of everything that happened this year. Got a chance at the try. It's, it's, come on. Get up, eight. Get up. Get up. Get up. <laughs> yeah, that's a little trifecta in the last race of Churchill Downs. What's up? There you go. Okay. Seven, six, eight or seven, eight, six? Because I got both. Oh, what's up? All right. Oh, a little seven, eight, six. Favorite finishes third. Let's go. DJ in time. Um, so, I love no, that but, Louis is such a degenerate. He is such, oh, he's We've turned him into this, Megan. We've played it. Yeah, played it for a dollar. Let's go. Okay. So, um, he, but um, but no. You like has developed like a New York accent. He's outside smoking his cigar, like watching racing, and all of a sudden he sounds like he's from Aqueduct. Like he's Chris and I up. apologize. So <laughs> we've done. I've ba- I I haven't bankrupted us yet. So the um, no, but Olympiad, we wondered about the class step up. Very clearly in the class of any of those horses in that grade two, uh, will be fun to watch him. He's a Clark horse for sure this summer, right? And or not Clark. Foster, sorry, Foster. Foster this summer, Clark in the winter. Um, but he's a Clark, uh, Foster horse this summer for sure. It, I'm interested in in that class. Like, who else is going to join him that isn't a three year old? And this happens to us a lot that the best three year olds, of course, go off to the breeding shed, right? And so, right now, boy, that the class not he's the a strongest. That's what I'm saying. I, but he's in, talking in, about in, who's in the classic, like the classic in the classic group. Uh, so, what uh, older uh, horses are that. with him right now? 
He's clearly the class of the four-year-olds and five-year-olds. We're going to have to get some kind of step up from a three-year-old. This might be the year that a three-year-old wins the classic. And I, well, I don't, I'm actually wondering how many of these three-year-olds are going to go for the classic and how many are going to go for the mile. I think we've got a lot of milers. Especially a two-turn mile, yeah. A lot yeah. of them are going to be really comfortable there. Yeah. I agree with you. Especially like a simplification I mean, with like a two-turn miler, right? Messi's I mean, like he a miler. Be, it could be really – the both of those horses okay. could be really good in that kind of company. Tabo? you got a horse like yeah. Mandaloon still training though. Service, He's yeah. still running. I mean, I think you see That's a horse fair. like Mandaloon's that, a good obviously. one. Mandaloon's a good one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I, really I definitely think there are still some horses that are that are out there that are worth considering when we get to that field, which we're six months out. <laughs> so. I mean, I still think there could be a comeback for, uh, for, uh, for you know, King Guillermo. You know, you know who knows. Oh I agree. So, I mean, he's Even still in still training. training. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Horse. He's King Guillermo. Yeah. <laughs> do whatever he, he wants. Do whatever he wants. Yeah. That's right. Do whatever you want. No, but, you know, it would be interesting By the to see way, if HRC. I know 100% is not still in training. At least he has HRC could, Hot Rod Charlie, though, could, could, you know, come around and have a good summer and still be there. You know? Yeah. Um, a lot of those horses that went to the Arabian Peninsula, if they come back, they run well in the summer. Definitely we could see them this fall. That's fair to say. I agree. Yeah. Conrad Charlie uh, has also not done anything since March. No recorded workouts or anything, but it's fine. Yeah, but he's taking a little break. I mean, he went over, he went okay. over to Maidon for a couple races. I I'll mean, take a look ahead. Let's go. Yeah. Well, yeah. you have yeah. Country Grammar, too, is included in that field. I mean, I, I think there's a few. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, Country Grammar. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. On the Philly side, let's talk about Matarea. Uh, yes. One of the breakouts, and, and uh, we talked about it on Oaks Day. That weird confluence of those those Philly races for three year olds, where you go for two turns in the Oaks to one turn in the Acorn. She's great the eight bells and seven furlongs. If she likes the surface at Belmont, I think she's the favorite. Um, I, she reminds me. I was thinking about this of Guarana from a couple years ago, whose coming out was in the Acorn. I think for a mm. lot of people on the national stage, that could be her coming out. Now, if you watched any of Oaks Day, it would be impossible to miss Monterey. She was terrific. Uh, against, she was frankly, so dominant. It's just so professional, right? And, and just nothing yeah. about that race screamed three-year-old. She looked like a five-year-old, frankly. I mean, just just how she took the turn and, I mean, everything. So I, I am very high on her. I might be as high on her coming out of the weekend as I am any horse uh, that, that ran yeah. those two days. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. And the other horse that was really impressive to me was um, the turf horse, the something devil. Um, Raises the devil, out. is that it? Speaks the devil or something oh, speak like of that. The devil. Speak of the uh, devil. Yep. Speak of the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, baby, yeah I thought I thought the way that that horse moved was just as impressive as anything else we saw that weekend. And then the, the last one, uh, I don't know if it was an upset. You know, Pauline's Pearl is obviously a very solid filly coming through in the Lotrin, uh, just, you know, beating She Dares the Devil. Uh, mm-hmm. Great performance there by her as well. So uh, anything you all want to no, add? No, that was a good stretch tool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she I was th- really gutsy, and she she showed that she belonged at that. Like, that was the one thing That's we were exactly knocking her right. for, right, is she had kind of yep. traveled around and gone to see some maybe, let's call them, like, second-tier tracks or whatever and got her black type there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, she proved herself on Derby Day at Churchill Downs, and there's can't argue with that. A bit like uh, a bit like uh, Olympiad, excuse me, in that getting a little bit older – going right. up against that better competition. Frankly, she went against even better competition than Olympia did. So it was fun to watch her uh, grow up a little bit. Mentioned it on Saturday on our live show. She runs a different style than a lot of those distaff horses. We watched Marshall Loren overtake the uh, overtake the field in the distaff this year, ahead of Olutruska, ahead of uh, She Dares the Devil in that field. Could we see a Pauline's Pearl be part of that uh, equation at the distaff? I, I think we absolutely could. Mm-hmm. 
All right. I, well, let's I'm, go. I'm, go ahead. Hold on one second. One more note on on Speak of the Devil, which somehow I missed yeah. when I was handicapping. But this is a horse that ran some in some very very nice stakes races, um, including a Grade One, which you know she didn't finish there, but she ran behind Space Blues. Uh, her race coming before she came to the U.S. was a stakes race. She won. It was against the boys. The Grade One I met, Group One I mentioned before was against the boys. So I think Speak of the Devil is possibly a horse you see run in like the four star Dave, you know, oh, this nice. summer oh, in okay. Saratoga, yep. you know oh, what okay. I mean? This, right. this feels to me it like kind fun. of the, the got stormy or the, um, Oh my God, Chad Brown's other Philly mare that he had in the turf who beat the boys in while pregnant right? in the breeders cup. Uh, no one in the breeders uh, cup at Del Mar. I'm thinking of Alexandra, but, um, mm. uh, but she beat the boys a bunch too. I mean, so, you know, yeah, I can't remember. It'll come to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, not we're, a late, we're... right? You're not thinking of a late, are you? No, because she came from overseas. No. I think, yeah, right, right. Ciao. No, okay. Keep us moving, Mike. We're uh, we're, we're entering <laughs> the time now where we have, you know, this is the halfway point. Uh, we're now going into Breeders' Cup season, and especially now that we have no chance at a Triple Crown winner, everything's going to be geared towards what happens uh, to get us ready for the Breeders' Cup at Keeneland uh, in the first weekend in November. Should be a whole lot of fun. Can't wait. I know we'll be there. Um, and we're, we're going to have a huge. Sorry. Okay. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Uni. Yeah. Uni. <laughs> I just remembered. Yeah, Sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to have a big weekend coming up at Belmont that we're going to talk about. Uh, and we're going to introduce a new segment today where uh, with our friends at Green Sheet Racing. And uh, but before we do that, I'm going to do I'm going to do the one overnight race at Churchill Downs, if that's okay, Louie. We'll do that, and then we'll do the green yeah. sheets to kind of transition into Belmont. Uh, so Churchill Downs has got a, the Mamzelle Overnight, the five furlong turf race, three-year-old fillies, $160,000. Uh, who do we like in this overnight? So uh, this is my green sheet finger of the week, uh, oh, in my so case. I'm going to throw it up there then. I thought yeah, about making this one mine also. Understood. So let's let's explain what that is then. Louis. So uh, if if people are unfamiliar with the green sheets, uh, Mike, you should get out of the way. There you go. There um, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the green sheet uh, with the top pick on the finger sheet has a little finger pointing at uh, the top pick on the tip sheet. And so if you're not familiar, greensheetracing.com, check them out. And uh, by the way, shout out! Bunch of listeners went to the the greensheetracing.com slash derby. Just listening to us on the radio. Um, they had some nice uh, some nice numbers from the Louisville area, so we appreciate those folks um, checking us checking them out. Greensheetracing.com. Uh, Megan and I have decided we're going to give out different types of fingers. So we have to answer the debate now. Is, is the thumb a finger? The thumb's like a yes. thumbs up. Right. The thumb so is a if, finger. You have five fingers on your hand. If you're a dad, the thumb up is the move. So I'm going mm -hmm. with the dad thumb up of the week. And that okay. is the five Twilight Gleaming, Tyler Wesley Ward, uh, winner of the Beardist Cup Juvenile Turf. Good second in her first uh, run as a three-year-old last time at Keeneland. And I wanted to go on record, uh, by the way, a riding triple for Tyler, given the last race just now um, at Churchill today. I expect him very much to win his seventh consecutive riding title at Churchill Downs this spring. Yeah. Um, i probably buy double, something like that. And so oh, there's so many cats in Megan's house. And, um, <laughs> and so I'm going to take Twilight Gleaming the five oh, as my single, as my dad thumbs up finger of the week. 
Now, I, I like thought it. when we were going to do this, it was going to be another finger, and it was going to be the race we hated to handicap the most. You know, and then I thought, these people are nice. They're, they're uh, sponsoring the show. Let's be positive instead of negative, because the finger means positive in the, in the racing uh, tip sheet and not negative, so we're going to go positive with these. All right, yeah. Megan, uh, who do you like in this overnight stakes? Uh, so I'm right there with Louie. I, I think Twilight Gleaming is definitely the horse to use in here, um, and so I will likely be putting that one on top. The the main, you know, the second horse, I guess, that a lot of people might look at, but I'm probably going to go in a different direction, is um, Mystic Eyes for uh, for Todd Fletcher. And coming off a bit of a layoff, three to one, seems like a horse that has a lot of speed. But I am actually going to put uh, either the four or the nine. I got to decide there. Boxing well, like Day that. at 15 yep. to one. Love it. And Artos at six to one. I'll talk about Boxing Day first. So that would be my exact. It would be either of those two horses at a bigger price. Um with uh, Twilight Gleaming on top for Wesley Ward for all the reasons that Louie mentioned. But Boxing Day, uh, the only two bad races for her, she um, went in a mile and a mile and 16th. This is clearly a horse that wants to sprint. We are sprinting here on the turf, so I like that. Uh, the blinker's on angle. Brendan Walsh wins at 23%. He's been just doing extremely well, winning at 33% right now at Churchill Downs, including a couple horses that I called out at big prices on our live shows. Yeah. Um, and so I think that she's really talented. I don't think the 15 to one price is reflective of her talents. Um, I think she's been in against some tough horses before. Uh, I, I just, I like her a lot in here. So plus she'll sit right off that pace, which is good because there actually are quite a few speed horses with Mystic Eyes, Margie's Kitten, Twilight Gleaming. Um, Artos is another one that could be right there which is the other horse I mentioned for Rusty Arnold. Uh, keep in mind, they, they also shipped this horse to Ascot for the Queen Mary Stakes last year, and it finished fourth um, behind Twilight Gleaming, who finished second in that race. So uh, I think this is a really talented filly. Her one start after she recovered from shipping to Royal Ascot, uh, she finished ninth, but she had a lot of trouble at the start of that race, and I, I think she just kind of lost all chance. She seems like one that definitely errs on the side of a need the lead type of a horse. So she's got to get out of that gate quickly. I think last time she didn't get out of gate quickly and they just kind of wrapped up on her knowing that it wasn't going to be her day. Um, so second start off the layoff. I like that. She's been working extremely well at Keeneland. And this is the kind of race where I feel like you see Rusty Arnold pop up. And he liked her mm -hmm. enough, by the way, when she graduated from her maiden special weight race that she beat the boys. So he entered her against the Colts. Yep. Churchill Downs on the turf course. She won that race that day. Um, I thought a couple of nice horses that came back to win their next starts after that with uh, Seize the Treasure and Overboard. So, no, that's right. Yeah. I think that, awesome. that six to one is fair for sure. Yeah. Watch the times on these sprints too. So, Boxing Day, for example, finished a really tight third last time over five and a half furlongs in a minute five and four in the Palisades of Keeneland over a good go. Um, a minute two and four was that Palisade. So three seconds difference here. That's why we talk about Twilight Gleaming. I mean, just incredible speed. Even in, mm -hmm. even coming off the bench for her, off the layoff, really, really good. And so um, actually a lot of quality in this. I, it's something, look, the owners have figured out, you know, go to these, these cats, man. Uh, these, these owners <laughs> have figured out. It's, oh, it's cool. You got to make sure He's you're watching. Here. I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The owners have figured out. Look, it's it's as it's worth it to them. Run the black type for 160 instead of maybe a grade three somewhere else for 100s or, or even for 75 or whatever it might be. And so, um, you get a lot of quality in these fields. This will be a fun one. And by the way, it is uh, night racing at Churchill Downs, so uh, head out there and do that. Yeah, 
for sure. Uh, is there a theme? Do you all know what the theme is? I don't oh, know. Actually, Everybody else asked me that today, too, and I don't know. I yeah. will be at a judo tournament in Jay County High School in Indiana. You're so darn you right, okay. you will be. That's, That's every, right. I mean, everybody's going to be, be loving it. It's going to be like twenty three thousand people. It is the largest judo state tournament in the country. In everyone's face. There you go. There okay. it is. Uh, so Megan, you're not going to give a thumbs up. You're going to give a a pinky out. I'm going to give a, a pinky pinky out pinky out. So this is the <laughs> race class. that you're too good for, or how is that? <laughs> I mean, I just she felt is, like Louis was she is the take Twilight Queen, so I was like, ah, I'll go somewhere else. She's right, the so, Martini in our group, so there you go. That's, what is, yeah, it's true. Your your race is at Belmont. Is it the first race at Belmont? Do I no, remember that correctly? My no, my race no. is the Man of War, so we got a little while. Oh, we got a little bit. Okay, well then, never mind. I'm I'm totally. We'll, we'll wait a second. All right. It's okay. I'll tease it is. You know, it is Man of War Day. I'm going to take this little overlay off then for a little bit, and I'm going to come back on the screen. So Megan, I've, I've actually <laughs> wanted to know. Megan would know this because Belmont is her home track. If people are hanging out for the first time, welcome in horse racing happy hour. Um, is this? Do people consider this Peter Pan Day, or do they consider this Man of War Day? I don't actually know. Man of War is a grade one. Peter Pan's a grade three. Yeah, I Man understand. of War is a grade one. But I, do, I, my initial gut wanted to say Peter Pan. I agree. But I actually it's a, think it's, I don't know. Because the Peter know. Pan is a prep race with the Belmont, right? So I guess that's why, right? Technically, right. Okay. even though none of the horses in the Peter Pan are, are Triple Crown nominated. Right. Good job, guys. $4,000 <laughs> a month ago, and it's like two hundred k to get in the Belmont. Good job. Keep going. Well, you don't have to pay the that for your entire life. Salty <laughs> Louie. I'm a Again, little salty today. <laughs> if you want to see Megan's cats, you got to make sure you're watching the show on Spotify <laughs> or you're watching us live. Um, yeah. the, we're going to start with the third race of the day, which is the grade three vagrancy. Vagrancy is, uh, it's been around. This race has been around since 1948. They took a couple years off and have been running it continuously since 1952. Named for the 1942 three year old Philly champion, Vagrancy, who had a very impressive three year old campaign, winning the country club, the coaching club at American Oaks. The Pimlico Oaks, which of course is now the Black Hat Susan. Oh. The Alabama, the Test, the Bell Dam, all good in the God. same year. Good that's, God. A pretty good, wow. that's a pretty good year. That's an insane. There was, there was other years. There was other races in there, but those are the big ones. So yeah. Uh just incredible. She ran every six days and uh pretty much. She ran six furlong workouts every three days. Yeah, no, that's 42 right. starts in her career. <laughs> For, wow. Get this, Louie. 42 Jeez. starts in her career, 15 wins. We named all those races that she won. Only $102,000 in earnings. <laughs> wow. I'm that sure is... going over 100 back, that was like going over $3 million. Right, you know, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the thing that makes her even more impressive, since this is, it, this is Man of War Day, her damn sire was Man of War. So there you go. That's Big pretty cool. Season. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Good stuff out of you, man. Thank you. I like yeah. that. All right, so who do we like in the vagrancy? We'll start with Megan. Uh, so I, Bella Sophia is obviously the horse to beat in here. She's four to five for Rudy Rodriguez and coming off a layoff. Uh, nice. we have not seen her since the Breeders' Cup Billy Mare Sprint, where she finished fourth to behind CC Say Say. So I don't know how to say it. Um, you know, she's obviously run some really big numbers in her career. She, uh, won the test by four lengths. Um, you know, she's, she's a super, super talented horse. She's got a lot of early speed. I, I'm always kind of you wonder if a horse like that's going to come back and be a strong. She hasn't come back off of a layoff uh, before in her career. She's been one of those Billy. She's only four where she needed all of that consistent racing. So I'm interested to see what we're going to get. There. That being said, Rudy Rodriguez brings horses back to an off by a 24% win clip. Yep. So maybe I'm just hunting for a price, but 
It's it's plus, probably her. Plus Louis Saez, who just is coming out of right like, unbelievable weekend yeah, at Churchill. So, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's likely her yeah. over Frank's Rocket, who seems to be the logical okay. second choice in here for Flavian Pratt and uh, Bill Mont. I mean, I, I like her maybe even a little better than um, here than I have at some other tracks. I think she runs her game here at Belmont. She used two nice. or three at this track, yep. two or three at this distance. Um, you know, she's shipped a lot in her career. I mean, she's gone to Oakwam, Keeneland, Colonial, uh, Gulfstream. I mean, she's been everywhere. And I, I think getting back to Belmont is going to be really big for her. So I think we see her run one of her best races in a long time uh, in this particular spot. So I literally wrote down Frank Strachred is, is the better known name here, but I'd rather try Miss Brazil if we're using a second horse. Um, right. I, I, they've been working her at Belmont. The works are terrific. And she recently won over six furlongs in an easy minute 10. That's a winning time. And so if you're looking for a horse after Bella Sophia, or you're just trying to beat that horse that's coming off a layoff and mm. you're hoping for that 76% with Rudy Rodriguez, let's be clear 24% with a horse of the quality of Bella Sophia is probably more like 55%, something like that. She's probably 55, 60% likely to win this race. I would look to the four, Miss Brazil. Frank Schrockrat, the two, obviously, with um, with with a lot of class herself. And like you mentioned, Megan, they, they are not afraid to, to put her in lots of different spots, different tracks around the country. So um, I went mm -hmm. five and four in this race. Louie, how's the okay. uh, single barrel cigar there? It's good. I, I have come to um, – it's interesting because, it, you know, I have these, but then on, on Derby Day I had a uh, – oh, God, what do we even have? Romeo, Romeo Juliet. Juliet. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was really good. But I come back to these and I find, I'm like, oh, right, these are – these are smooth and, and they go with the boozy and it's nice. So yeah, no, that's good. It's very good. Nice. So make sure you're going to single barrel cigar. Uh, you can find them on Instagram and place your order. Let them know you heard about them on the happy hour and you might get yeah. a little extra something. Something. By the way, I wanted to start Nothing. to pub. I wanted to start to pub this. We are doing a single barrel cigar event in Louisville on July 1st. Oh, God, thank you. Let me know. Location. That. I, well, no, that's I, what he does. Oh, I don't like today. Know. And he immediately put me to voicemail. So whatever. Okay. So whatever. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I had some of the future business leaders of Louisville in my office. I disagree. So. I disagree. There you go. There are people more important than you. We're going to move on. Uh, will it be one of our backyards for this event? Is that what's going to happen? No, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> the uh, farm it's is either, open. <laughs> yeah, right. It's either um, a place that sells cigars or a place that sits 180,000 people. Oh, all right. Sweet. I like that. We know what that's yeah. going to be. There you go. All right. Uh, race five is the grade three run happy six furlongs on the dirt. You don't need me to tell you who run happy is. And if you do, you probably should be listening to the show. Uh, four year olds and up for $150,000. And if you didn't know this run happy is available for stud. No, I'm just joking. All right. Uh, every commercial and we're the only show they don't sponsor. That's fair. Yeah. We are the only thing that yeah, that's <laughs> taking run happy <laughs> money. All right? We won't take run. Happy Come on, money. mattress Mac. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Buy the show for $7 million. Yeah, right. We're only sweet on the <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell out. All right. So, uh, Megan, who do you like in the run happy? Um, so, interestingly enough, neither one of my top picks have won here at Belmont. In fact, if okay. you're looking for a horse for the course, it's going to be, by the way, of Repo Rocks or um, Mr. Phil, who is on the outside at 6-1. I'm going to go with Chateau on yep. the back at Aqueduct last year. Last year he yep. does seem to be a little bit of a need-the-lead type. Um, the one time where he was passed, or two times actually that he was passed, um, in the stretch, he just retreated. So it worries me a little bit because you do have 
you know, a horse like Mr. Phil on the outside, if he's going to try to go with him, I do think that Chateau is probably faster um, in the two of them. So I'm going to go with Chateau on top at five to two. Uh, then the two drafted, who is trained by David Duggan. Last time he was just way overmatched yes. in the grade one in the Carter handicap. I think you, you know, possibly get back to what you saw in the toboggan, which was at Aqueduct, also a grade three. So they're both grade three winners. Um, but that was at seven furlongs. This is six furlongs, although he has had a few wins at this distance. I think Chateau is a little bit more of a six furlong specialist. Um, and so I'm going to go with uh, the, the little bit more consistency from him. There you go. Uh, Megan and I are a little different here, except that I have the eight-year-old gelding, the two drafted. He did win that uh, that grade three in February. They tried him in that Carter in the grade one. He's just not there. The two big races of the year outside of the Derby preps at Aqueduct mm-hmm. are the Cigar Mile and that Carter. He's just not in that class, and that's okay here in the Run Happy. By the way, they should have named this anything else and then asked Run Happy to sponsor it. They could have gotten free money. Um, by the way, that's Jose so Ortiz was a the Run Happy sponsored by Run Happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, missed opportunity, Naira. Um, Jose was aboard for the Toboggan win in February. He gets them out here. One of the many horses between five and two and three to one in this race. Um, I actually worry because Jose Ortiz is aboard that he'll chase a bunch of money, but I think he's the most likely winner nonetheless. The winner of the top pool this year is the five officiating. Um, he won it in early March over six furlongs. I preferred drafted's toboggan run, which was over an off course, and his six furlong time was a, a full second better. Um, had he run in the top pool, I think that he wins. Um, and so give me two five in this race because I do think that toboggan was a little bit better than the top pool. All right, there you go. So we're going to move on to the main event because uh, this is the great one. So I'm still going to call it the, the main event. And this sure. is Megan's pinky up race, I guess. Mm-hmm. Pinky's out. Let's go. Pinky's out. out. She's sipping. He's out. And uh, water. This is, so sipping water because she is pregnant. If you didn't <laughs> tune into our Disney or Disney or Derby shows, uh, Disney. And, Disney, soon, yes. soon I will be tuning into yeah, right. Disney. <laughs> right. Megan, who so. is your pinky out green sheets racing pick in the Man of War? Yeah, well, I mean, the whole point of these is to give you the likely winner, not necessarily a big price. price. Uh, So that's where we're going here. So my pinky out horse is Yabir, who is the three. I absolutely love this four-year-old gelding. He's been really competitive in some of the bigger races, the group races in England. Um, He finished second in in Dubai in the Shima Classic, which is always a really, really challenging race. Um, second by neck and he has had success in the U S before. So he came to Belmont to, uh, run in the jockey club derby invitational. He finished first that day. And then he won the breeders cup turf at Del Mar, uh, at a longer distance. And William Buick was aboard for that ride. He's going to ship all the way here to ride this horse. So I think they are absolutely here and they mean business for sure. So I, I I just can't argue with you beer. I mean, obviously, he, you, you have to deal with all that traveling and whatever. But again, I mentioned the races that he's been in, in the UAE and England and been here before in the U S because obviously he's a horse that ships well, which I think is really important. Um, you know, you've had plenty of great horses over time. The holder maybe was one of those who didn't ship as well. Um, and, or she just got really unlucky and kept getting fevers every time she shipped. But, you know, I think that's a real plus for a horse like this. So my pinky out horse for the green sheets is going to be Yabir, the three in, uh, in race number eight. All right. There it is. And so, uh, Louie, we're going to get me back I, on screen here in just a second. No, you're good. Um, 
I, I think it's I it's good to see Bill Buick, Charlie Appleby back here. Uh, that combination with the Breeders' Cup Turf winner, a couple subpar runs on Ubeer's like own like scale <laughs> to not win both uh, by her by his own standards. By the way, uh-huh. we, on this show we tell you fall in love with the Phillies because they run as mayors. Ubeer is a four year old gelding. We're gonna see this horse for like five more years. It's awesome. Like, I hope I mean, so. Yeah, literally. Wow, Hulk, Set up maybe that's why he does ship so well, you know. Just set up for a Hall of Fame career, frankly. Just just so such a quality horse running as a four-year-old here. Um I, I actually I'm gonna go with Gufo. And the only angle I'm using against Ubeer is that with before the Breeders' Cup, they shipped Ubeer in to Belmont to get that prep race ready, and that was against three-year-olds. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now we're against older horses, not having that that experience um stateside. I'm with Megan. If the horse wins, I mean, it's not, I mean, what are we doing? It's not, it's not going to be surprising. Um, but right. I, I do love Gufo here. Second off the layoff, Clement hits at 26%. Second off the layoff, we're going to have a bond and, and so high to run at on the front. So we're going to get this classic closers duel. I do think it's a match race, but I'll go ahead and uh, put Gufo on top here. Two and three for me in the man of war. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, is... I like Gufo as well. Sure. Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead. I, I, I was gonna is... say, he's he's definitely my second choice because of the numbers that he has run um in yeah. some of his previous races i mean he obviously has to be considered there but uh yeah i i think it's between him and then you get a horse like a bond who you know has also run some very good numbers albeit maybe at some lower levels you know has been in some allowance levels recently stepped up to this great stakes company and finished behind gufo last time by two lengths but um He's very much a part of the pace scenario. And when you're talking about um, longer distance races like this, a mile and three ace, you know, you've got uh, you've got to talk about the pace. And I just didn't really see very much early speed. And I think that you've got a potential lone speed horse with a bond. So I think these horses are talented enough to kind of work out a trip regardless. But it does seem to me like you have a situation where a bond could just be out on the front end, walk the dogs, yep. and then it would be tough for everybody else to close. Hey, Megan, how many times did Man of War run on turf? Once. I don't know. Zero. zero. Sure. How many times? Zero times. Did, how many times in the United States did he run west of New York? Uh, zero. No, zero? That's like, zero. Zero yeah. times. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zero. He, didn't really? he did not go the Derby. He, he never raced at Churchill Downs. Um, all of his races are Belmont, the old Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aqueduct, Pimlico. Saratoga, Pimlico, of course. Um, and that's it. He also ran at... Uh, well, listen, who's coming with historical facts here? Like, oh, you sorry. Know, sorry, not, sorry, not, sorry. Not right? No, I mean, I, my question is, is Man of War the greatest horse of all time? I, uh, full disclosure, I have no take on the, uh, the greatest horse of all time. I mean, he's, I don't know. He, is, he is, you know, a lot of people consider Man of War the greatest horse of all time. All right, but... I, I will say, this is the only reason you could make the case. The horse that beat him was named Upset, and we use that term to this day to mean a horse, uh, anything. Is that one? Yeah. Upset beat him. We use the term okay. Upset still. Uh, that's a pretty good freaking rationale. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like it. Well, um, we're moving on, moving on, moving on to moving on. Peter Pan. Moving on. Which is a mile and an eighth on the dirt for three-year-olds, $200,000 on the line. This is race nine. Who do we like in the Peter Pan, Megan? 
Uh, I went with the four. We the people on top. Uh, three-year-old son, obviously, of Constitution, uh, Rudolph Brousset, and Flavian Pratt gets them out. Last time, um, I don't know what was up with him. You know, he is, the comment line says washy, so he is a horse that seems to be kind of high energy, but he trained that way too. So I think that worries me a lot less for horses that just tend to do that. Um, I don't love it because obviously if they're more anxious or excited, they're expelling a little bit more energy than if they're super relaxed. Um, so oftentimes when that's happening with horses, you'll see riders, Mike Smith is really good at this, um, in the, in the post parade or even, you know, walking to the gate or in the paddock or whatever, they won't put their feet in the irons a lot mm. of the time. They'll just hang their legs down low because horses absolutely know when those riders have their stirrups up real high and they put their feet in, it's go time. And yep. so even, I mean, think from an exercise rider point of view, you know, you don't gallop horses at the same stirrup length in which you work horses, you raise those stirrups up for that. And that's for your positioning, but also, you know, it's something that I think the horses kind of learn. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised to see Flavian Pratt just really try to keep this horse relaxed. Uh, Rudolph Brousset has probably done a lot with that. He rides his horses in the mornings as well, but this was the buzz horse before the Arkansas Derby. This was the one that everybody was talking about. He was training so well, he looked so good. I don't like that that one bad result came without the addition of Lasix. Obviously, he will run without Lasix here today. Um, so that is a wee bit concerning to me. But I think that his performances at Oakland Park um, in that allowance level, and then even when he won on debut at Oakland, uh, were pretty impressive. So I still think he's a, has a really solid shot to kind of come back here. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the Belmont Um if he does well in this race here, I think that's absolutely something that the ownership group would, would go towards the one set sale um, did beat three-year-olds up. So possibly older horses. It's not always that way in that condition. Sometimes they're just all straight three-year-olds anyways. But I think when you do see that with a three-year-old, it's something to take note of. And you can see that right next to the, the uh, race type. So it'll say three and have a little arrow up. Um, and so one by seven lengths that day, I don't know the stat on, Richard Mandela, who I think is an excellent horseman. Let me just say that. But I do kind of wonder what the stat is on how well he does in races overall or graded stakes races when he's shipping outside right. California. Yeah, right, right, right. And and I don't know, again, maybe that's just bad luck uh, recently, but it is something I think to consider. This is a horse that's stepping out of maiden company, so one last time by seven lengths uh, at Santa Anita and had some speed gets the rail. That's probably a positive, but again, I like horses with maybe just a little bit more experience. I'm not a huge fan of stepping out of a maiden race, especially into pretty decent company like this um, all the time. And that's the same thing for complete agenda for Todd Pletcher, who um, also was in a race last time for maidens three years old and up had maybe an excuse because this horse stumbled at the start um, and seems to like to sit off that pace a little bit. But I think, numbers wise you've got to look at we the people and um and set sail so I, I went in those two directions okay so the last greatest stakes that richard mandela won outside, outside of, california. of the state outside of california which what, what was it i have an answer by the way uh he won know. a turf race at arlington no it was the indiana <laughs> oaks he won the indiana oaks when oh last year grade three indiana oaks in 2021 yeah. Really? With, with okay. Fabian, right? What about before that? Yep. Yeah, with Flavian. I remember that race. <laughs> I have to uh, continue to look the back. Two horse, so. what's the name of that horse? <laughs> the two horse the name of the horse that won it was Suse. 
right. Right, right, yeah, right. Soothsay, that's yes. right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That horse came out of freaking nowhere because Flavian Pratt was like, mm -hmm. oh, right, I'm better at riding than everyone here. Um, yeah. The, yeah <laughs> than exactly everywhere, what everyone everywhere. <laughs> Pretty much else, right? Um, yeah. So uh, Megan and I are different here. I, I had We the People before the Arkansas Derby, and so maybe I'm, mm -hmm. I'm buying into You're my own on bias. Exactly. Man, he turned me <laughs> off in that race, man. And I get that this is one turn not to, but man, he was so empty and so bad in that Arkansas Derby. Yeah. I have him in the third spot. And so I think this is actually electability, the twos race to lose. Already won against open company, picks up IRAD. Only concern is the extra furlong, but it's a concern for literally every horse in this race. Ran mm -hmm. significantly faster over the aqueduct surface by time than uh, Set Sail did at Santa Anita. Now, I want to be really clear. Set, set Sail was not – they weren't pushing that horse. It was, it was a hand ride with Juan Hernandez. Um, they didn't right. need to do that. <clears throat> but I, so I got the two on top. I've set sail in the second spot here, recent uh, shipping in. Hasn't trained over a New York style surface. That worries me, Santa Anita to, uh, to Belmont. They're just very different surfaces. And then I'll have We the People in the four spot, two, one, and four for me in the Peter Pan. So the, the uh, outside California for Richard Mandela, great stakes win before that was the Arkansas Derby, oh, Omaha, Omaha Beach. Beach. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. then he won the Rebel, yeah. too, that year. So hey, you're okay. you're that's you're true. dead on, Megan. I mean, he does not win great stakes races outside of State of California. <laughs> but to be fair, that's where his barn is. That's where his operation you know, is. I mean, that's sure. just... Yeah. yeah. He's a big enough yeah. trainer, though. I mean, I, he's a big enough you trainer. You just don't where... often see him ship as much as, I guess, some of the other guys. So I think right. that... Yeah. It's but a kind of like... Super. It's a yeah. medium-sized barn, too, right? I mean, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, he goes to Bob Baffer and says, Hey, can I win sometimes too? And he goes, Well, you well, win, then I can't win. So, okay. Keep in yeah. mind, keep in mind, I guess, you know, okay. So Richard Mandela has in 2022, he's run 65 horses. Compare that to Todd Pletcher and Chad Brown, who have run, uh, Pletcher has run 322, and uh, Chad Brown has run 266. So in that lens, <laughs> Richard Mandela is actually quite a small trainer <laughs> and very <laughs> successful yes. yeah yep. yeah exactly so, so he I, and i don't want to say listen i'm not saying he doesn't you're not besmirching him no i'm not besmirching no. him oh, we're, we're, fans of Reg, we're fans of mandela on the, very on the well sure. yeah, i just right. you know kind of wonder i just i felt like he's has gotten unlucky a lot when he has shipped a lot of his really good horses and so it's always kind of something that i'm like oh i love roger mandela but i hesitate just a little bit reasonable especially in a race like this where you got you know, Todd and Chad, homeboys here, uh, Home hometown boys. boys with the uh, hometown yeah, boys with uh, with some solid contenders. It's it's just something Home that boys. I kind of pause on. Whatever. All right, let's talk about the last race the, that we're going to talk about today, which is uh, race ten. It is the Grade Three Bogey Stakes. Did I say that right, mm -hmm. Louis? Yeah, Bogey. Yeah, Bogey. Yeah, yeah. okay. uh, Mono sixteenth on the turf for Phillies oh. and Mares, four year olds and up, hundred fifty thousand dollars purse. Megan, who do you like in this race? <laughs> Uh, the chalk. <laughs> I've got the Chalky. one. Uh, what, how are we saying that? Rugier, I guess. Rugier. It literally means uh, to, to turn red. Yes, right. Okay. We have no. So if you if you uh if you have a um, so like when people blush, it's called rugier in French. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, French bread Philly, so that's on brand. Um, sure. <laughs> trained by Chad Brown. Uh, previously was not in the barn of Chad Brown when she did run here in the U.S. Well. Let me say this. Wasn't trained by Chad Brown. Might have been in the barn. Um, was trained by Cedric Rossi and finished seventh in Which the awesome British Cup Turf. 
That's true. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, she had some trouble that day. I don't know that anybody was going to be loves only you. That was a, that was a very interesting race. Warlike goddess was in there. I think that was one of those turf races that we were talking about. My sister Nat, that was a super loaded field of horses. Oh, we lost Louie. That's um, right. <laughs> I knew because the birds stopped chirping, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but you know, she does seem to need a little bit of pace to run at in her previous races that I could see uh, at least in the running style. She's one that sits off the pace and she definitely didn't have any pace in her last us race so she does need a little bit of a setup but i think you have some possible speed horses in here with plum ali stolen holiday um has been out there before so uh, i i don't see her really having that much trouble against this field the two lamista for chad brown would be the other horse i would consider who has run in some very nice graded grade one races here and actually has um, run without Lasix a couple times and has done well, obviously, as they don't use Lasix uh, like we do overseas. So has Rougier. So it's not a, a big concern for me. So I went with the one over the two, you know, the one horse that I, I said, if you were going to pick one to be an upset, possibly it's stolen holiday. Um, okay. I, I know I did some research a couple of shows ago on, um, the bloodlines of this one, but, uh, it has some very, very nice family lines as a half to a horse named Isha Napolin, who was a grade one winner in Japan, made over $3.5 million half to master of hounds who, uh, won a grade one race in the UAE and, uh, in England and made $1.2 million. So definitely has some very nice trophy pedigree. Obviously she's a war front with Sadler's well on the bottom side. So possibly one of the only speed horses in here or sits just off of it. So something to consider, but I, I still think that the one horse is, is definitely the horse to be. Mr. Rabo. Yeah. So I Mr. mean, Rabo. your most likely winner is the one. I think the two is the next and two angles for Brown here. 34% winner with first timers, which is incredible. And he's hitting at 32% now with a sizable sample with Flavian. Yeah. I don't think Flav wins the Belmont title because he's new to New York, but I think he's a serious threat to win the Saratoga title this summer because I think they're going to figure out up there. We got to get Flavian Proud on our horses, and I think he's got a serious threat to win. The, the, he'll be a serious threat well, to win the Saratoga title as well. The fact that Chad Brown's already riding him on Correct. a lot of his top horses. I mean, he's already in a barn yep. that sends out a ton of runners, um, yep. you know, and so he's already in a position. Sometimes it's just about numbers in that way. Obviously, you have to win races, but exactly you've got to right. ride for yep. you've got to ride for for barns that have horses. And so, getting in the barn of Chad Brown and actually getting that call. I think sometimes maybe over, right? Like the Ortiz yes. brothers here recently. Um, that's huge. And Joel too. You know, I mean, he's, he's, he's the guy right now. Yeah. So if you're trying to fill out a longer ticket, I actually like high opinion. Who's here with Eric cancel second off the layoff for Anthony uh, Dutro. Uh, I try to pull up the odds here. I have the older. Um, so it's an eight to one horse. So if you wanted to play like the, an exacto with a third horse, I think high opinion is going to be running late. Um, was 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 sprinting before uh it's gonna go mile in a 16th here it's kind of that weird like half a turn thing that they do at belmont over mile in a 16th and so if that horse can get the distance um three seconds and three lifetime runs for high opinion um at the distance including a 94 speed figure so if you're looking for another horse to either jump up and perhaps grab a spot in the exacta or be in that third spot in the in the trifecta high opinion uh would be my horse then okay uh, i call i call him mr Rabo because you weren't on the bus with us after the derby, but oh, one of his God. former teachers was one of his former students when he was teaching was on the bus with us. So, That's and really like funny. was 
really touched Louie's heart. Gave a very touching story about how just Aww. wonderful Louie is. It, so. it, it, That's it, really um, sweet. A really touching story. It's it's legit. In yeah. I, I had a terrific Thurby Oaks Derby, and then I'm just chatting with people online, and she goes, "Mr. Abo," and she takes her sunglasses off, and I go, "Holy crap, Kaylee, how are you?" She actually lives in the Arabian Peninsula. She does events in Saudi Arabia for a living now. Huh. She happened to be home for Derby, and we talked for what a half hour, Mike, at least, right? Yeah, well, wow, whatever the I mean, bus like, ride was, whatever the yeah. plus waiting in line and it all that. It was a yeah. while then. <laughs> and she told she told a story about how I knew she was having a bad day. I pulled her aside, helped her have a better day, and she adopted what she learned as a freshman in high school to her business practice now with people who are not having a good day. And I was blown away. It was wow. one of the, one yeah. of the coolest moments I've ever had um, around Derby or frankly anywhere. And so, That's yeah, cool. no, it was, it was awesome. It was good to see Kaylee and um, the things that only happened in horse racing. Amen. And our bus ride right? was really long because our bus driver could not figure <laughs> out where to turn. turn. She missed oh a turn. And she got missed there a were turn cones a second time. everywhere. You couldn't go anywhere. Well, else listen, I mean, I'm just like wondering, didn't you not drive the bus yesterday? Or like right. this could not be your first trip into the parking lot at this point, right? Like, <laughs> she almost she had to stop and back up because she missed the turn a second oh, time after time. driving oh. around around the fairgrounds. Oh it my was, god. It was brutal. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I didn't uh, get out of there until like 10 o'clock at night, but I still had I'm to sure. wait in line, so. yeah. well. All right. Well, how many? Mike, uh, we did the show in an hour and one minute. Say I'm something. So nice. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. But now I got to get the music queued up for the end. I yeah, feel like we goes. all are still recovering from Derby Week, and that's okay. Uh, but Mike. I do want to say that our live shows were so fun, and uh, I really enjoy them. And I hope we can do more of those in the future because I really feel like that's where I do my best handicapping. Well, so. listen, you know some people over Churchill Downs. Let's start doing our uh, Thursday shows at Churchill Downs. That's what I said. Well, especially if they're going to have uh, Twilight Racing. We they do just all, be like all an after party. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're getting played out. We'll see you next time. We're going to pay the tab. Get out Bye. of here. This has been the horse racing oh. happy hour. Oh.